Welcome to the That's Deep podcast. I'm Naomi, and I'm an international board-certified life and success coach, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, or NLP, as you've heard it, an empath, a mother, an introvert, and a podcast host. It is my mission to empower humans from the inside out through inner and outer exploration. Thank you so much for being here. If you love the show, please give it a follow and a five-star rating. I appreciate you so much. Now let's dive in. Okay, well, I am so honored and excited to welcome Jazz back to the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me back. I'm really excited to talk to you again. Yeah, and likewise, but like we were chatting earlier, um, you have been on the podcast before, and I have May 19th, 2020 as like, you know, the published date of that podcast episode. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's almost been a year since you've been on, so I'm sure there's updates. Um, Yeah, a lot has happened since then too, just in the world. Pardon the interruption. But I have a really quick question for all of you. What type of empath are you? If you're not sure and you haven't taken my empath quiz yet, you can certainly do so at thatsdeepco.com backslash empath dash quiz. And I will also leave a link for it in my show notes. When you take the quiz, you'll find out your type and you'll also be sent a free guided meditation that corresponds to your specific empath type. Thank you so much. And I look forward to helping you find out your type. So I'm curious what has been going on in your life, personal um, and business since last summer? Yeah, great question. Gosh, um, it feels like it's been a weird kind of time. Like it feels like a long time and then also time's gone quite quickly. So I guess for me, yeah, I'm still at home with my my folks and my brother. Yeah, we went back into kind of a national lockdown here, as I, as I was sharing with you a couple of moments ago. So um, we, we're allowed to go out. Kind of my walks in my park have been keeping me sane. And I've got a couple of weekly slots I've got with friends, like one-to-one walks in nature, one of my new favorite things. I'm like, I want to carry that on. Um, and yeah, just um, continuing to to work um primarily kind of on INF club stuff. Um, I guess kind of that's come along a little bit, I think, since we last spoke. Um, really last year was a, a foundation year, it felt like. But it feels like this year is, um, yeah, maybe um, maybe a bit of a different year. I feel like I've got kind of more clarity about the direction now and the community starting to take shape. So that's exciting. Um, but yeah, just I think a mixture really of keeping myself balanced, keeping myself grounded. Um, I've got a couple of launches coming up with INF Club. And so um, when that happens, I'm still observing what happens to my emotions in the process of doing those launches. So I actually really just need to be mindful of um, uh, of journaling. Like I'm probably journaling a couple of times a day at the moment as I go through this launch process. Um, and yeah, feeling excited slash nervous slash a bunch of other stuff that I write in my journal uh yeah yeah, keep keeping grounded slowly putting one foot in front of the other trying not to trip myself up it's probably Jazz's story right now 
Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's, that's good. Just considering, you know, everything that's going on in the world. Plus you have a lot on your plate. Um, I've definitely seen your INF community flourish and grow and just become something really cool. And I've just, well, I'm going to dive into it a little bit more with you later, just about INF club and all of that kind of stuff. But the masterminds have been just I don't know. It's just a huge value. I, that's all like I can say right now, at least because yeah, it just connected me with people who are like me, you know, on an inner level, at a soul level. And it's so refreshing. Like, I think we've talked about this in the last episode. It's just nice to connect with people who, you know, get you. It's, it's really nice. It's yeah, it is. And I'm really great that i'm really glad that you've had like a really nice experience in your in your in your mastermind um out of interest had you i'm pretty sure i asked you this before but i'm i'll ask it again like had you had you been in a mastermind before like was it, it what did what did you expect and kind of what 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 i guess what happened for for you with the mastermind yeah. I, i'm just really curious to know yeah so i had never been in a mastermind before so I didn't know what to expect, but I've only seen people's like, you know, story highlight reels on Instagram about going to mastermind meetings and what they talked about in their mastermind. And it always seems so serious and hashtag girl boss. Right. Yes. <laughs> Just like a really like um, almost like this posh, exclusive like community. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I wonder, like, I almost felt this like imposter syndrome when I first joined. I was like you know, like, who am I to, like, be amongst these, like, wonderful authors and writers, and, like, I'm just this girl from Hawaii, like, just trying oh, to be you. a coach, you know, so, yeah, it was, it was interesting, but once I joined, and once, um, you know, the sessions rolled on, and we got to know each other better, um, I mean, it was, it was nothing, like, I expected, it was amazing, like, I just literally feel like I made solid friends, and, like, I think that's all, like, I think any INF can ask for, right? Just like to genuinely make friends who they feel um, like can understand them on, you know, how they perceive information, how they make decisions, personality types, that kind of stuff. But also I've met other highly sensitives, other empaths through this. So I think that's pretty neat. And I think when you like just start with that friendship basis, you just naturally end up adding value, naturally having these conversations that really enrich your personal life and your business. So it's, it's been amazing. Um, I hope I stay friends with, you know, the people in my mastermind forever because they're, they're awesome. I'm sure you will. Yeah. And I know you're sp spread out. Like, you know, I've the last, uh, yeah, the last mastermind I was in, I'm in another one now, the last one I was in, it's like really, became really great friends. Um, Christians in Germany, Carol's in, um in the states and it's like i really hope i really hope i meet them in real life um but it's cool it's interesting to hear you say that about the exclusivity side of masterminds because i know that some of these programs are um you know these expensive programs and it's like so i'm chad this is brad and ryan and we've we're all making millions of millions of pounds of money and we get together and we're going to make billions and it's like, yeah. it's not necessarily like that, <laughs> Yeah. but um, I think, um, yeah, people have different perceptions of what masterminds are, but really they're just, um, yeah, I, I think, you, yeah, you did a great job of describing them. 
Uh, and it really is about those friendships, you know, especially we can feel quite strange, quite isolated. Like I didn't know um, too many people like doing their own thing. It's like in my family, it's like, I'm a bit of an oddball, like in a lot of the, really a lot of my, yeah, kind of my, my circle hit real life circle, a little bit of an oddball. It's changed a little slightly, but still in the people doing their own thing, I'm still like the insensitive intuitive one. Like I know, you know, them doing other things and they just don't, the experience is a bit different for them um so yeah and i know you know you've got other priorities family kind of as a as, as a mother as well so um yeah just to sh maybe yeah share that space with others um i'm yeah i'm i'm glad it's worked out and i know i was quite um really because of what i've experienced mostly for myself i was quite bold in um how i how i spoke about mastermind groups um but yeah, part of me was like, okay, I really hope these go well. And so I'm pleased that they have actually, um, yeah, lived up to what I've experienced for myself. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. It's been amazing. And <clears throat> excuse me, I just feel like you've put me in touch with a lot of cool INFs and it just, thank you so much. It's, it's so interesting. And I don't, I don't know how you feel about like Oracle cards and the tarot what, what do you think about that before i ask you the next question <laughs> <laughs> well i know what the question is so i'm going to be very diplomatic no no i'll be i'll be honest so it's funny because um yeah <laughs> peg asked me she was like did you know that we're all into tarot when you matched us and i was like i didn't actually um i just kind of yeah sense that you the three that you get along as a group and so that was you can call it chance you can call it, I don't know, I, I, I've got a theory, you know, I'm not any special magician person, but there's something about energy and, um, you know, hey, who knows? But um, what I would say is probably three, four years ago, and, you know, when I was kind of trying to understand myself better, I might have mentioned this in the last podcast that I, uh, episode that I did with you, I was more in a uh, kind of uh, left-brained exploration kind of science like high sensitivity okay that's dr elaine aaron empath oh it's a bit a little bit woo woo energy gifted not sure about this stuff um but actually um i've become increasingly interested in slash fascinated by this stuff um and i do think there are interesting ways that we can um I think access other parts of ourself um kind of the the innermost innermost parts of ourselves um and you know things like this is just my personal uh belief you've got things like you've got journaling prompts and that's like a, a, a yeah I, I know a lot of people who into journaling and uh, tarot cards and some of this stuff I personally don't think it's too different. I think there's a lot of similarities in actually the experience of those things. Um, there are just different ways of accessing our, our authentic selves. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know that you're um, you're uh, you're more of an expert on, on tarot stuff than than I. So yeah, I, 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 I'm I'd, yeah. Well, I wanna yeah, I'd I'd love to know uh your experience with them and how you got into them and kind of what you what you what you get from it if that makes sense 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's pretty cool the way that you um kind of related Tarot Oracle to um uh, I just lost it for a second. Sorry, that happens a lot now. <laughs> but you related it to um, prompts and journal prompts, and I think that's like a perfect way to explain it um, in a little bit more of like a logical sense too. Where yeah, it's like these often these cards have questions or like statements that prompt you to question yourself internally. Um, and that helps you access like higher parts of yourself, right? Or your intuition or maybe the person that you're trying to be. So yeah, it does, you know, I guess when you think about it that way, it's, oh yeah, no wonder it feels like magic. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I've always been, so I'll rewind a little bit. I was raised in a pretty religious household. Um, my mom was a Christian. And so we went to church like more than once a week. Um, I definitely wasn't allowed to, uh, you know, have these experiences with the more spiritual kind of new agey side of things because it just wasn't allowed at that time. Right. And I grew up in the nineties. So I think things, you know, they were progressing. There were still those communities, but you know, I think we always were like, ah, oh, just, just those hippies or those spiritual people. Right. But it was really interesting more in my adulthood and my own personal discovery is when I got into um, pulling Oracle cards, pulling tarot and I don't know at first I think I had a lot of fear around it just because of what I've heard and so I was like oh like I don't want to read it if it's going to predict something that I don't want to know or like maybe it's not true at all that's was like the other side of it too but it was interesting it was more yeah like I would pull cards and be like huh it would just make me think a little deeper about certain topics I'm like yeah I just love the way how you put it prompts totally yeah and and something is because um you know, you, you, you spoke about your religious experiences and I think, yeah, like in the society, and the culture that a lot of us live in, it's like that stuff is considered like, ooh, or dangerous or risky or unknown. And then I think I just started meeting um, people, like I came across actual people who were just normal, regular, nice people who I got a really good like vibe and feeling from. I could see that they were normal and not crazy or out there that I could tell. And, you know, I liked them and they were um, kind of interested in this stuff to differing extents. I think that was another thing, which I guess kind of helped me realize it was okay. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't just, uh, you know, going by other people's opinions or forming like a, uh, yeah just forming my own stuff based on stuff i was seeing online i mean like oh that just looks strange and weird i actually came across you know people i liked and people like me who were into it and um yeah i've i've, I've not uh yeah stepped a whole lot into into tarot as as yet but um i would say it's something uh like i said i'm uh I am interested in and fascinated by and I tend not to uh well yeah tend not to rule stuff out unless you know uh I get a real feeling that it's kind of dangerous to myself or others um astrology is another example I, I I again had preconceptions of that and you know I've got a friend now who's really into astrology and I've had my chart taken and like a, a year 
kind of astrological year put together in a big document that I, you know, dip in and out of. Um, so yeah, this is all interesting stuff, which, you know, like we've said, uh, can be an interesting exploration into our kind of inner and higher selves. And I'm not, and that's not to say it's for everyone, um, but I think it can be something that is useful. And I certainly know people who have found it to be a useful thing. You know, you, you might be into it, you might be not. Um, but what I would say is, if you're not into it, you might surprise yourself, like I guess I kind of did. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same too. And the reason why I brought up like whether you, what you thought about tarot or oracles, because it was kind of maybe the beginning of my journey with podcasting, coaching, that kind of stuff. And I was just looking for more insights on how to um, develop myself more as an entrepreneur, podcaster, coach, all of that. And what's interesting is I pulled a card. It's from, um, I think it's called the Akashic Tarot. I don't know if you ever heard of that deck, but I pulled a card that said I was going to meet someone um, that had like a similar interest as far as like entrepreneurship goes. Um, and that they were quite similar to me, like on a soul level, um, more like the inner wiring. And um, this person, you know, it could be, I think, you know, masculine energy, we, we all have it in us, whether we're female, male, or whatever you associate yourself as. Mm -hmm. But it said this person is going to be probably a man that you meet. And so I was like, huh, well, I just thought it was my husband because he was on the podcast a lot more. But he kind of transitioned out of that, started his own like real estate thing here on the island. And then what's funny is that I met you after. And I think that's when I think I was filling out your written interview for the INF club. And I was like, huh. And like thinking about things it, like in you know retrospect now, I'm like, huh, it's so interesting that I met a man that has actually helped me a lot career-wise just by connecting me with cool people for the podcast this mastermind so I'm like huh that is so interesting when I just ask like what's to come it's like huh yeah you'll meet a cool buddy that's like gonna be like helpful to your business I'm like that's so interesting I don't know if, what you think about that but I was just like huh it's so interesting oh wow yeah that is interesting that's really cool I'm glad you shared that with me it's um yeah I I just um I think I've learned to be curious and not to question things so much because I've noticed yeah. certain things happen for me as well. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate the almost a bit of a heads up because you're like, I feel like conversations like this, there's always like a, okay, I'm just going to gauge, right. I'm going to gauge where you're at. And yeah. then, you know, depending on the response, I'll, I'll see if I'm, yeah, I'll see how I feel about it. But I know thanks for sharing that. That's uh that's really cool. See, I didn't even know yeah. that until you just shared that with me now. Yeah, I think like I think I'm still working on um showing more of that spiritual side of myself. So I was like, we'll see if I we'll see if I mention it. Cause if you're totally like, no, no tarot, yeah. I'll be like, no, never mind. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I, what oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah, because I was gonna say, um, because yeah, I guess you're, you're protecting yourself and your own boundaries yeah, from getting a response that isn't so helpful already in an area which feels um, sensitive, right? Uh, um, right? Um, and I, 
what, what I wanted to say was I, I've, I've seen that you, your branding has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you might've mentioned it before, but there's definitely, I see the terminology, that empath and this, the feeling and the terminology I get. Uh, it certainly feels like you're claiming uh, more of those things, which I think resonate with you. Um, and, um, you know, I sense that you're putting yourself out there um, yeah. more, which is really cool to see. I just wanted to say, Naomi, I felt like an appropriate time to bring that up now. Um, Thank you. So, yeah, that's really cool because I know that isn't easy. Um, but I sense, yeah. It, yeah, even in that even in that few months, I was like, yeah, I think I think she's really claiming um, that, that that space more. And really interesting, someone who, um, in fact, a friend of mine who I mentioned who's really into astrology, her blog was all about, um, her name's Kat, uh, Kat Nelligan, the creative introvert. So she did like freelance introvert stuff. And then she really got into astrology um, and has been putting us slowly been putting herself out there and she was quite um she wasn't sure how folks might respond to that um and she's actually been really it's been interesting what the just what the response has been um and i've got a theory again i don't know if this is true but my theory is the people you might have been attracting a year ago two years ago when you might not even you might you may not have been knowingly as forthcoming about that stuff there's still an energy i think that's picked up so those unexpressed parts of yourself um, or less expressed parts of yourself i think folks energy is an interesting thing people are still drawn into you and she's found a lot of these people are either super interested in astrology or at least curious about it um so yeah that's something interesting i thought i might share with you because you might be surprised at what, what what happens as you step into uh that that stuff yeah yeah well thank you thank you for affirming me and then also showing me an example of somebody else who took the chance on really showing up as who they truly are on the inside so i'm gonna have to check her out too that's exciting because yeah it was it was really hard for me to to finally step up and be like yeah i'm an empath i think highly sensitive person was a little bit more comfortable to say but even then like when i first heard about hsps i was like i'm not highly sensitive i am not a sensitive person it's like yes you are (laughs) so yeah Yeah. and and what's really interesting is i spoke to someone who i want to say studied under dr elaine aaron Mm -hmm. uh, or had some collaborate there was some sort of collaboration relationship there uh and she shared that um Dr. Elaine Aaron, of course, in the academic space. And I think it's been valuable because I, I think in some ways that's what brought me in if that wasn't there to an extent. But uh, I think she said something along the lines of, of Elaine Aaron um, felt that the work she was doing, like it was great, but there were other parts which she had to like, which she wasn't able to necessarily show up and be forthcoming about because she was in this academic space. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting to hear that. But like I said, for me, where I was at, very logical, rational space, which I think a lot of us are in. Um, and then, you know, things can happen. I think that was 
and it felt like a really useful piece of um, discovery for me which then opened up other stuff because maybe I don't think I would have been ready to go to like from you know my introvert world to empath I would have been like whoa it's mm -hmm. a bit too much but yeah hey, I think everything kind of happened for a reason so yeah it's been interesting yeah yeah I like that one door opens another door which opens another door so you only right. go deeper so yeah absolutely yeah interesting okay so I know last time you said that you you know you could associate with the term highly sensitive person or HSP um do you now have a different perspective on maybe whether you're an empath as well because a lot of people are like well what's the difference isn't it the same thing and it's like it's very similar um HSPs you know, are just highly sensitive to external stimuli, sensory information, um, the energy and emotions of others. Um, but the key difference is that empaths actually feel like they're taking on and absorbing and processing the energy and emotions around them, which can be tough, you know? And I think, I think we can all, um, at a human level, get drained around others. We're all, you know, energetic beings and that kind of thing. But do you feel like, the term empath resonates with you and if not do you know somebody who is an empath hmm that's a great question Naomi and you know what I honestly yeah I remember our last conversation hearing those because there's there's lots out there and I think you know you've given you've given some really great overview um, descriptions of what those things are um, if I'm being honest with myself right now in this moment I'm not sure highly sensitive ever completely was the full thing for me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I do feel like an empath. Um, I think since we spoke, I've actually ordered and read a couple of like empath books on my Kindle, um, which probably is a sign in and of itself that I'm really drawn to that uh, and getting a better understanding uh, around that. Um, I think I am. And I, yeah, it's interesting uh, that I feel I am able to say that now because I, I perhaps there was a time when I, I don't think I would have been able to, um, and I would have been, I'm still aware of, you know, certain stigma around this stuff. And, you know, it's like, oh, okay. You know, there might be some people out there who are like, kind of edging edging away from this conversation perhaps who knows um but I feel like I am one yeah um or like I said I would certainly say that reading about the highly sensitive stuff um it just didn't there were I, I, yeah there were part that it resonated but it was like just like when I was an introvert and I'm like I'm an introvert but I feel like a weird kind of introvert Mm -hmm. uh, or, or just different it would, it's not the full picture oh the intuitive sensitive emotional piece I'm a highly sensitive person but I'm like even though I'm a highly sensitive person it feels like there's something else another layer to it and hearing that description that you gave um I feel that I am an empath yeah if I'm being honest yeah yeah that's huge well I like give you a huge applause for like even saying that it's I know how hard it can be to even just be like yeah I'm an empath and for me to like even put that on my rebranding, you know, on my accounts online was was pretty tough. And I've actually had um, people who, well, I thought were friends, like either unfollow me or stop talking to me because really? they because of their religious views. Um, and right. 
Um, I, you know, I don't want to call out like a specific religion because that's not the case or anything at all, but sure. so, something in the messages that I was sharing, of course, you know, if you look on my Instagram, um, I have a lot of like card readings and I talk about a lot of empath things and energy and spiritual things. And I think that really made this person uncomfortable. And like, it, it took a lot for me to like set my feelings aside and just allow that person to have that emotional experience because I think one huge thing as an empath is we often feel responsible for the emotions of others and the experiences they're having and we just don't want to upset other people and definitely don't want to be judged and you know definitely don't I think there's like that persecution persecution wound um, that a lot of empaths have for like you know if I speak my truth or if I truly show who I am will I be accepted or will I be rejected or outcasted um, I think that's a pretty primal fear too, you know, the, the, the mm -hmm. fear of being outcast from your tribe. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it, that was a huge lesson, um, in just not taking things personal too, but like also allowing other people to go and, and be let go of if, um, if what I'm sharing makes her uncomfortable, cause that's her experience too. She's got to do what's right for her. So, Yeah. yeah she's got to do what's right for her but at the same time you know you've got to um if you owning and claiming who you are is leading to someone else for whatever reason not wanting to hang out with you and you know that can be for a whole multitude of reasons um then i would say okay it's not it's not always easy but one has to claim who they are I mean, that's maybe one of the most important things for me yeah. to really claim who i am and this it's interesting i was at, that you mentioned your religious experiences i was um reading a bunch of stuff and watching a bunch of stuff on um uh it's a whole other story on on christian or oh, sorry uh kind of new ages who'd kind of gone to christianity and a lot of them um had well from from my from my experience were brought up in kind of church environments and then kind of went off and then came back to it but there's someone um who's quite a quite a well-known name uh hay house called doreen virtue yeah not sure if mm -hmm. you've sure you come across doreen virtue so she's now gone very much completely against all of the stuff that she was doing and with that um it's like I, um you might know more about this than I do, but biblically, there's, uh, there's, uh, uh, or I would say, lots of uh, Christian doctrinal interpretations of the Bible are that this stuff is, you know, not good. Um, and, you know, course in miracle stuff, not good. Anything that's channeled, not good. Wow. So I do, uh, even though I'm not from a um, Christian background per se, I do have, um, because of that, period of watching and reading all of this stuff and understanding of just how polarizing that can be for um certain for some people who identify as as, as christians yeah. um so yeah i guess i kind of understand even more how that how claiming some of these parts of you has been a difficult thing um but yeah. i say good on you thank um, you yeah because, i mean yeah i see you even now having this conversation you've got a lightness you've got a shine to you you're being oh, who you. you are and this is who you are and like that's the most important thing um so thank yeah thank you 
Yeah, thank you. I think it's, yeah, it's been a big lesson in being like, all right, like I can still be myself. And if that upsets others and like, that's on them, like <laughs> I'm not going to worry about it too much because mm -hmm. before I would have just dimmed my light or been like, oh, flip back to, you know, go back to normal, Naomi, just, just appease everybody and do what other people, you know, want you to do. And it's like, I can't do that anymore. I just right. can't. So something's yeah. got to give no more, no more. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's exhausting. Um, it is yeah it's uh and like i say it's it's one of those things which it's never quite i don't think i've ever quite it's ever quite done but i'm just like i if i know that i'm there is something here which i'm suppressing or i'm acting in a certain way at the expense of my true self for someone else no because emotionally that is not um that's just not nice it's not me i want to be me i want to truly be me um so you keep on you keep on shining Naomi. thank you i appreciate that and um i i this question is actually quite related to what we we're just talking about um i have here you know what does radical self-acceptance mean to you <laughs> wow uh what does radical self-acceptance mean to me yeah i guess it ties into some of this stuff doesn't it quite it's a nice segue um I think, yeah, really, I think there's two things here. I think there's, and they come kind of, and for me, it's kind of been like, one's moved up, one's moved up, or maybe down, deeper, deeper, or you've got higher self or going inside, so I can go in whichever direction, <laughs> kind of feels like it makes the most sense to you. But there's truly accepting yourself, warts and all, but there's also knowing yourself, warts and all. Um, and again, that happens in stages and some of this emotional pattern stuff it can be a less a trickier to identify uh, and then but also trickier to look at because that can feel quite difficult so um i record a monthly conversation like with a friend of mine uh, called lauren sapala she does some great work in in this kind of intuitive uh, space she's a writer and a writing coach and our last uh, conversation was on codependency and addiction. And that not only helped me connect a few more dots, but actually brought up some stuff, which I knew I'd kind of been, I'd been through an experience, but hadn't really opened the lid and looked at. Um, so yeah, I just this week uh, after really interesting, you know, some of this stuff was coming up for me last year, year before, and then it came up with a lot of conversation with Lauren and I'm like, okay, probably need to find someone to really speak to with regards to this stuff. Cause I don't feel like I can kind of write and journal my way out of it. Cause it's quite a deep rooted thing, which I think I need to experience in a trust and talk about in a trusted space with someone to share some stuff. There's like shame related stuff there as well. Um, and it was very interesting to observe my, you know, behavior, you know, to-do list, find someone, you know, to work with, reach out discovery call whole week goes by and I, well, every day it's on the afternoon part of the list and, you know, don't get around to it. A whole week goes by. And then I finally, I think I typed something in on YouTube and I stumbled across a guy called Ross Rosenberg and through Ross Rosenberg, I stumbled across a couple of other videos and someone he was speaking to. I think the specific video um, was talking about, you know, different things to kind of masculinity and mother wound and all this stuff. I was like, huh. So I had this discovery call with this guy just this week. And I was like, 
thank you universe because you know when you um you, sometimes it's a first call certainly after a couple of calls but i just knew this guy is going to help me uh walk through uh this part of my life and really open the lid on it and go into it deep um and that actually is a part of my radical self-acceptance because i've been because i know that in engaging with it and in uh accepting those parts of myself and changing the story i've told myself around it um i will help clean my system and actually um become more accept self-accepting in that part of my life towards myself um so yeah it's uh it's that mix for me of accepting who i am what's and all but knowing who i am and sometimes with that knowing a little bit of digging is required right um and i guess yeah it just so happens that i'm in the midst of uh, one of those periods for myself and i'm really looking forward to working with this guy a little bit nervous but i know it's part of that radical self-acceptance journey and I know how useful it is for me to work on my emotional stuff because I used to see self-acceptance as, oh, it's just this kind of thing that, you know, you can get out of a tin and, you know, I say a few affirmations and then that's done. Look, if your um, affirmations are, are, you know, are, are great, but if you're perhaps like I was in a space where you're writing things down and you're saying affirmations, but there's still something not sticking uh, and it's like, I'm trying to believe this and it's not quite, there's something else there. Like it can be a sign that there's something emotionally underneath that. Um, and I've known about this for, like I say, for, for a little while now. So yeah, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing thing and um, something else will probably pop up <laughs> somewhere along the line, but yeah, it's a journey. But yeah. radical self-acceptance, one of the most important things, because really a lot of the insecurities, fears, shame, wanting to fit in all this stuff we have actually comes back down back to who, how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. So I mentioned the launch I'm going through at the moment. I've had really having to be coming back to, because I can try and fill some more stuff fill my plate even more and like and I'm, I've, I've had to come back to jazz you are enough you're enough it's you are enough and i've been writing you're enough you're enough you just have to focus on this launch you don't have to focus on anything else um and i know you're going to try and focus on other things because you're feeling nervous about the launch and you want to feel those emotions with other stuff but you're enough Just sit with them you're enough yeah. um yeah yeah i feel like oh. i've waffled and I've, I've shared a lot there but yeah that was a good question really thought-provoking question thank you yeah i mean i think that's huge that you're willing to i don't know just take a look at some deeper parts of yourself that need a little bit more exploring in terms of emotions and getting support in that realm because I think I've been learning like similar lessons where we can do all the things to make our external circumstances look and, you know, and feel a certain way, but when mm -hmm. you're still dealing with like emotional turmoil and shadow work and, you know, inner wounding, it's like, how can you truly enjoy some of the things that you've worked, you know, towards 
manifesting or bringing into you know fruition. So I, I think that's huge. It's it's an inside and outside job. So I commend you. Yeah, I think and I think for us, like Naomi, like that emotional piece is so important. Um, and you know, you mentioned imposter syndrome with mastermind groups earlier, and you kind of see how people seem to live and exist in the world but on social media and business and all this stuff and you're like gosh i'm just such a i feel like in some way in a lot i've often felt like a really uh fragile emotional creature and i'm like can i like is it like is that okay for me like is it possible for me to be a uh the type of entrepreneur person I want to be with this. And yes, it absolutely is. But that might mean that, yeah, you just need to look at some stuff. And um, some people may or may not need to do that. Some people are probably going through stuff and are inevitable. Well, I know they are, you just don't see it online. Um, but yeah, it's a really useful and worthwhile thing for us to explore our inner world and our emotional patterns. Um, and yeah, there's two ways that I've that have really helped me do that on an ongoing basis. And I've done both of them um, several times. One of them is some sort of kind of uh, spoke in some sort of space, spoken space, whether it's one-to-one -one or group. And the other one is kind of through writing. Um, and they can also both complement each other quite well. Um, but yeah, really important. Yeah. It's been really important for me and it, and it continues, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think I just, my brain went to, I've looked up like um, empaths and codependency and there's been, I just, sorry, randomly thought of that because you had mentioned that before. Um, definitely something that I've struggled with too. Um, definitely the mother wound, the father wound other wounds I guess there's other ones too apparently there's like the sister wound where it's like comparison so yeah I'm just learning all these different things but um definitely learning that you're, you're an empath can be huge right and in, in the healing side of things but I think also your, your INF club and learning that you're an INF or whatever personality type you are that's been huge in my healing too learning how I'm wired and I'm not you know weird or crazy this is just how I'm wired um, yeah. And I feel like that's really valuable to, of course, all personality types, but especially INFJs, INFPs, like the people that you talk about in your community. So um, I get this question a lot. So this is going to be a little bit of a segue back into your INF club and INFJs and no, INFPs. No worries. Yeah. Um, a lot of INFJs and INFPs say, you know, they feel like two peas in a pod when they talk <laughs> and they hang out but we're wired quite differently so right. can you help our listeners figure out how can how can you spot the difference between infj and infp yeah that's so interesting yeah so first off i will caveat this by saying i am by no means a type expert um i um so yeah i just wanted to say that first of all why it's interesting is on the call i had before this with someone i was connecting with for the first time we were speaking about some of these differences because um, she's quite split between P and J. So we actually just had quite an interesting conversation. So it's kind of front of mind. So that's good, good timing. Um, INFPs and INFJs. Now, on, on the one hand, there's no hard and fast rules and kind of it's really easy to make generalizations. And to, um, my feeling is 
these things are there's no kind of black and white it's these are these are uh, spectra all of those letters uh, i e n s f t and p j however um i say generally speaking you tend to lean more in one direction than the other um so p's and j's j is very um typically more organized more rigid more structured in what they do they really like that routine that order their structure um I think Lauren and I joking. Lauren was like, every INFP, every INFP I've met, they're like inbox is like kind of crazy. They've got like loads of emails. And like the INFJs I know are all like kind of inbox zero, like really kind of determined to get their inbox to zero. Um, so other things are um INFPs can be a little bit more uh I think I think for both types, you've got the whole routine versus playfulness balance to be struck and creativity. But I think, again, INFJs are more like, um, you know, maybe naturally routinized and they've kind of got to work a little bit more intentionally on being playful and creative. INFPs are naturally a little bit more all over the place and playful and creative and spontaneous, but they've got to more consciously put more effort into working on their structure and routine. And I hold up my hand when I say that. <laughs> so I think for both types, both of those things are super useful, but it's just like, uh, yeah, for Jade, it's like, um, yeah, I just need to let go and be a little more playful and creative. And sometimes that letting go. Um, and uh, actually, yeah, for INFJs, you know, you're an INFJ empath and you're leading into all this stuff, it can be, um, more tricky letting go of order and routine and like certainty and science because it's like oh uh, I want answers and there are no answers um, INFPs as human beings are still wired to like order and control but in my experience tend to be a little bit more okay with oh so there's I don't think there is an answer there or um, yeah actually I think um, kind of it's okay that um, there might be this rigid religious worldview and like you've got Big Bang and the dinosaur theory on this. That's fine. Um, I'm not so bothered that um, these paradoxes exist. It's totally okay. Whereas an INFJ is like, oh, but I really want to know. So um, I'd say, yeah, those are some of the main things I've encountered. The last thing perhaps, um, and again, not hard and fast, INFJs, certainly initially at least, can be more um, reserved. Um, and uh, yeah, so someone I was just speaking to, we were, say, uh, were saying they tend to be a lot more comfortable um, asking the other person questions and perhaps deflecting away from themselves. INFPs are reserved to an extent, but I think we're a little bit more just free and a little bit more... Um, can be a little bit more, um, you know, when we feel safe and comfortable uh, and certainly one-to-one, -one. be more expressive and just be a little bit more sharing, uh, almost naive, almost child, that kind of childlike. The INFJ can be a little bit more serious and reserved initially, at least. Um, so yeah, like I say, I'm, I'm not a type expert, but these are some of the things I've noticed just from, I guess, my own experiences and kind of other INFPs and INFJs that I've you know, met and come across. Yeah, no, I mean, the fact that you say you're not a type expert, but you perfectly described like, <laughs> you know, the, the profiles and all that. I just, you did excellent. I love that. 
Um, and I'm curious, what do you wish more people knew about you as an INFP? Hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh. What do I wish more people knew about me? Um, that's a great question. I think I wish more people understood like, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm super, I don't know, I kind of say the INFP can be like a paradox. Like I feel really serious and adult and like developed in some ways. In other ways, it's really like childlike and playful. So just to understand that, um, perhaps to understand that um, if I'm late or not so organized, mom and my brother, I'm talking to them. <laughs> um I still like love you and like it's not uh, uh they're very um like for them like one of their highest values i think is like loyalty and um reliability and dependability um virgo and a leo that might be something to do with it yeah <laughs> uh, and i'm just like just all over the place and like my mom's like so yeah you can help me with the salad tonight great what time can you be there and i'm like uh, a few minutes she was like okay and she was like, it's been more than a few minutes. Like you said, you were going to come down. So yeah. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, just understanding. Um, yeah, I think there's probably things you could say, everyone can say about, you know, the people just understanding that, yeah, just me being just my free flowing nature uh, and how that actually feels like quite an important part of me. Because if I start, but like, of course, you know, uh, I try and, uh, uphold my expectations to others but um, I just can't operate in too much of a rigid and fixed world it just feels quite intense and overwhelming yeah um, so yeah that's that's what comes to mind yeah and that made me think about you're you're a Gemini right I am a Gemini yeah that makes me think of that just because my mom's a Gemini and she's very much like I think thrives on not being bound to like intense structure she needs to be able to flow like she always tells me I'm like a butterfly like just fluttering from one you know like flower to the next or like a hummingbird or something fluttering from one uh flower to the next you know I'm like yeah it is it's just she just kind of moves with the wind yeah yeah and so I think for I'm pretty sure both my mom and my brother are Jays for example I think my, my brother's I think he's like an I He's either like yeah, the I, I, he's an I think he's I think he's an INTJ. Mm -hmm. um, I think my my dad might be an ISTJ. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, my mum and my mum is certainly a J as well. I think I think she's a. I, I find it difficult placing my mum. Lauren has met my mum really briefly, and she's like she seems like an intuitive, and I'm like, mm -hmm. but she also is really sensor like like day to day. Mm -hmm. So I think she's like an ESFJ maybe or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, with those, like, they're both very, um, I'm like the whimsical loose one in the family. Um, and they really worry about me there because it's like, you know, you need to part of being, you know, kind of okay and responsible and like an adult and like being okay, like, as a human being who thrives in the world, you need to be responsible and like better with, you know, being organized and being disciplined. And it's just, um, I think there's a place for that but on the other hand 
it doesn't speak to me on like a kind of personality slash soul level. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think in my own personal experience, it would be helpful for my family to be able to connect with that a bit more. Um, yeah. I just think because their wiring is different, it just, uh, yeah, they, they, they have difficulty kind of understanding uh, that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. And I'm just thinking, I bet you they're actually like really actually just so happy to have your type of energy in the family just because you said they probably all have the j at the end and like as a j i know how like it just yeah it's just very you can get caught up in the seriousness and the planning and the order and it it becomes very mundane after a while so having like i have an enfp in my household so i i appreciate the the fresh energy that's always there the playful childlike energy that's there um the go with the flow nature i feel like it helps me to like flip back into that more just free-flowing playful style which we need like we need a little bit of complimentary energy here and there so I know they're low-key probably like jazz is the best we need him <laughs> yeah you know I it's something else yeah uh, yeah I kind of feel like um yeah I feel like my mood is very easily readable and I do sense that the mood I'm in so you know at the moment I've been a little bit kind of stressed out um or a little bit on edge if you like um with kind of work stuff and uh yeah I have noticed that like the, it's uh the yeah there's the, the, the awareness of that kind of in the family and like when it's um I think when I'm just lighter more playful my usual kind of relaxed self uh I think that is appreciated so I think you're probably right yeah 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 awesome um and then of course i'm gonna flip over more to the business side which i hope i'm not gonna bring up any stress since i know you said oh no not at all yeah i i, I love you i if, if if you do hit anything i don't want to talk about i'll always say but you know you're super chill so I'm, I'm pretty sure we can speak about most if not all things naomi okay all right well i'm just curious you said you're going through a launch right now so can you fill our listeners in on what you're launching and just kind of the current services that you're providing. I know you are a coach now, and of course you're still doing your podcasting and running your INF community, probably doing more than I know. So what's going on? What are you launching? Yeah. So I'm launching um, mastermind groups actually. Uh, so um, last year um, you were part of what was the pilot program. Um, and this year, um, yeah i guess it's like that's it's gone well the pilot was i guess kind of a kind of like a test run if you like um and uh yeah so um i think i was doing a lot of things last year to explore and experiment um, but also this feels very much like a year where i need to honor my worth and start um charging what i am worth um and that's probably something else which i'll uh yeah, I'll be working on and which my, even though it didn't come up, my, the, the my, my coach that I spoke to on the discovery call, he was like, uh, you start, so, you know, he kind of knew what I was doing. So how, how do you feel about charging? And he was like, cause he said for me, it was quite difficult. And that's a whole other, and again, speaking to Lauren codependency and like money stuff like that is also, yeah, intertwined. So yeah, I'm launching a mastermind program. Um, 
it's going to be yeah similar to what you experienced so um kind of that matching core but this time there's going to be a curation element so kind of i'm going to help guide people through that first session and then maybe check in at like a couple more sessions over the course of the program just to see how people are getting on um and yeah i've just really i've just really realized that what lights me up and you can sometimes especially when you're engaged in the whole world of online and business and all of these things and you know seeing the wood from the trees and all of that stuff or not being able to see the wood from the trees i just really enjoy that community the the the, the facetime so you know curating that group and you know hopefully take, picking up some more one-on-one clients that that's what really lights me up so um yeah that's the launch that i'm working on and in terms of the other pieces of inf club um so i guess the the main one if you like is the the membership community um so uh again yeah last year was building foundations kind of exploring with that so it currently is um uh members uh get access to a forum there's like a library of um videos that you also get or live streams that you get access to which i'll talk about in a, in a minute i just i just um hosted the first workshop as i think you know uh, with peg uh so that was awesome so yeah i'm kind of aiming to do like a workshop every quarter so members get access to those workshops um at a at a, at a discounted rate um and uh, also the recording and then yeah each month i kind of aim to do a couple of things for members so um you know at the moment that's like a kind of virtual co-working session uh, where we hang out and then maybe at the end kind of talk about what we're up to what we're working on anything we're experiencing and then i um the other one um looking to start this next month actually um i was kind of doing meditation and journaling sessions last year with prompts and it was like oh they felt really good and i'm like how about like some sort of monthly check-in you see kind of check in the beginning of the month meditation journaling bring some stuff up and then just set some intentions for the month ahead um so yes that mix of the kind of the forum and the videos and then there's kind of live monthly events if you like um and then yeah for, um if you're not a member kind of i uh source all feels very all very feel close to home with anya i run a kind of writing um we do about one a month kind of let's write together session um and yeah i've been yeah I, i've been doing one or two of those individually as well where it's just amazing what happens when uh you say um let's show up to let's show up together as intuitive people uh creatives and let's just focus on something for an hour and you know you can write or you can focus on something else um or you know what you can even you can even journal you can even read a book uh, and some people decide what they want to do before they turn up but others and i've done this myself i almost prefer it maybe the infp thing i just show up and see what happens and then give myself what i need um, the only two rules are no phones and no multitasking so you can start i don't know journaling for half an hour then maybe do something else for the second half hour of the hour but yeah there's something really magical that happens when you just show up with a group of people um even if it's kind of you know you're in a chat box there's that shared energy and it's like oh i'm kind of accountable in like a friendly warm way um 
in a similar kind of vibe to the mastermind group, that kind of gentle, warm accountability, a bit different, you're all on camera. But yeah, um, that's what it looks like. And really with INF Club, I kind of, the community pieces and something I've spoken about that really resonates with me and is really powerful. And I just want to offer different people at different stages of the journey, different ways to engage, whether that's with a live stream, um, whether that they become a member and they, you know, dip into the forum or, you know, you might just be reading forum posts and then decide to dip in and then be like, oh, you know what, I'm feeling safe and more comfortable. Um, let me join virtual co-working and meet some other people. Um, so, yeah, the idea is really just to cultivate this community um, where we can just be ourselves and, and help one another on our kind of growth journeys. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I found, uh, you know, I, I'd say it's for INFPs and INFJs who are creative or taking a creative path. That doesn't necessarily have to mean work-wise. A lot of folks... Um, uh so for me it's like I, I i realized i wanted to like go down the blogging and the creative business route the coaching but that happened over time i think there's just real value in writing or otherwise creating for its own sake for a lot of us so whether it's personal stuff or work stuff or you know in between um yeah it's for kind of infps and infjs who identify as being creative or you know having an outlet to express themselves so um yeah that's kind of in a nutshell what it is and, and, and the latest on what's going on i love that thank you for the updates and for anyone that's interested in the INF club and the community where can they find more information about that yeah so you can just head to uh, infclub.net uh, uh, dot and there like if you by signing up to the newsletter um you'll be so there's a blog a podcast and some of the events i mentioned you'll be kept up to date with the newsletter and you also get this is like a 30 page guide called happier where you know uh, i kind of share my story with pictures on uh how i got to where i got to like five years ago where i was just not in a happy place um and kind of how i started to come out of that and kind of create kind of work and life that felt more meaningful and aligned to me because i felt pretty stuck and it felt pretty overwhelming but uh, I managed to identify some pieces of the puzzle, which really helped me. Um, so yeah, infclub.net, it's got all the stuff there. Um, and then if you go to um, jasraj.me, J-A-S-R-A-J.me, uh, that kind of links to my social media and my other stuff. Um, I've very recently come across something called Microblog, which I'm really excited about. It's like Twitter, Instagram, intimate friendly version um Ooh. and i came across it just a couple of weeks ago and i'm loving it so uh yeah mm -hmm. if, if anyone's listening who's on microblog yeah that's uh yeah please follow me because it's really cool i'm really i'm really enjoying it that's like my latest uh my latest thing so cool that sounds like a lot of fun i'm um, i'm gonna go check it out after this now <laughs> I'm really excited. I, I just tweeted earlier. I'm like, oh my goodness, I think I found my new favorite social platform. Um, it's really awesome. And, and I think it's very introvert and uh, INF friendly as well. Ooh, cool. I'm excited now and intrigued. <laughs> yeah, yes. that, that was the idea. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, trying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to sell it to you, Naomi, because I, yes. I don't know many people on there as yet. So I'm like trying to tell people about it and I'm like, let's do it. Just, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Nice. 
Well, I want to, so I usually do the fun round of personal questions at the beginning of the podcast, but I'd like to wrap up with it. So just a couple of fun personal questions. So this one is interesting. Um, If, you know, if they were to make a movie about your life, who would be the lead actor who portrays you? (laughs) And it could be actor, actress. It could be any, anyone. That's an awesome question. Uh, either Riz Ahmed. Uh, he's a yeah, really awesome British Asian actor slash. He's done a bunch of stuff. Super talented, really down to earth guy. Um, I um, or like a like a Michael B. Jordan maybe. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's another one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Those are awesome answers. I don't he, I, he, I don't even have you would he would probably have to like um uh kind of lean lean up a little bit and lose some of that muscle mass in order to play me. But yeah, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> no. <laughs> either either one of those would be really cool. I'd be I'd be thrilled if either one of those played me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> who would play who would you get to play you? Oh man, you know I it's a hard it's hard for me to think about like a specific actress or actor but I think about um a certain musical artist that I'm like I feel like our energy is very similar um I don't know if I mentioned her before but Janae Aiko I don't know if you ever heard of her Janae I'm not I'm not not sure I have but I will check her out for sure yeah yeah she's like a LA based um girl and maybe I've related to her because she's multiracial she's like just like me, she's like Japanese, um, African-American, Native American. So um, kind of, I think just hearing her story and like how it was tough for her. She, I think she's pretty introverted as well. I'm not sure what her type is, but I definitely know she's probably some sort of INF or at least mm-hmm. if she gives off that vibe. But she shares a story where she doesn't ever feel like she fit in with her community um, on an ethnic level. And then of course, just like on a spiritual personality level too. So I think I think that she would probably be a good fit to portray me if there was some sort of movie because she just has this like quiet, but like supporting and compassionate energy. And I feel like that kind of describes me and just like a gentle kindness, I would say. <laughs> really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I will check her out because yeah, music, is, it's an interest. There's someone called um, Avicii yeah who's one of my favorite artists and i yeah i loved his music and then um yeah i watched his documentary and you know he talks about being an introvert and like highly sensitive and even what happened to him i'm like um uh unfortunately he committed suicide however part of me is just like and i could just see the way he experienced things and anxiety and having to medicate for going on stage and i'm just like i feel like if he was better understood by those around him um yeah there's a real energetic match i get from him so yeah yeah i I totally i can see you've been very thoughtful in who you've chosen to play you let's put it that way (laughs) yeah i will check her out for sure i'm really intrigued now yeah yeah she's cool very like etheric sound to her so yeah cool Okay, so another fun question. Thinking about when you were a little boy, what do you think your inner child needed the most? 
Mm. Lovely question. Thank you. Take a hug, a hug, and to be told that like he was okay and he didn't need to fit in in the way that he thought he needed to fit in. And he, he um, yeah, he was as cool as he was just to embrace and be himself. Um, still, you know, what I, probably what I could be telling my inner child today, because, you know, that piece of ourselves, they, you know, they say different, there's like a, a different years of us, we, those parts of us are still in us, like an eight-year-old or like a, you know, 15-year-old and then like a 20-year-old. So, um, yeah, just like a hug and just like, yeah, just be you, buddy, like you're cool as you are, you know? Yeah, I love that so much. And speaking about things a little bit more spiritual, we have a full moon coming up in about a week. So full moons are all about releasing, you know, the things, people, places, situations that are no longer for your highest good. Um, it could even be like releasing limiting beliefs or internal struggles. So mm -hmm. I'm curious, what are you releasing this season? Hmm. I think what feels relevant to me right now is, um, again, just that I am enough. Uh, I still think I've got this underlying belief that I am my output and I am my work. I just need to remind myself that like, I am enough. Like, I can do whatever I like. I, I've, there's a time and a space for my work and I'm really fortunate to be enjoying what I'm doing. But equally, there's a real time for um, just my, my broader life, being outdoors, connecting with others, um, unwinding. So yeah, just for yeah. me to know that I am enough and to let go of uh, filling that plate up. Yeah, man, that, that was the perfect way to end the podcast. Mic drop jazz. Like that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Beautiful Thanks reminders for, for everyone. Yeah. Thanks for asking such a thought, thought perky question. Yeah. That the, these like fun questions are like one of my favorite, I mean, I've only been on your podcast twice, but they're like already like one of the, my favorite parts of the podcast. <laughs> oh, thank you. I never know what people think about them. Sometimes I get like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> so. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I really like them because I also never, I don't know what you're going to ask. And so I'm just always curious. I mean, you asked about the inner child, about um, my younger child or the inner child. Yeah. I looked up to the right because there's a picture of me, like, as like a, must have been about six or seven that my mm -hmm. parents got. Like, it's a little thing when we went on holiday. It says, it says God's gift. And it's like a little picture of young jazz. Oh, uh, so yeah, he's, he's quite cute. I have to say. Yes. Yeah. And still there, right. Still, still there within you. So still there within me. And also, um, you get some people and you see them like, and they just change and da, da, da. And then for me, it's like, um, it's definitely a late bloomer, but it's like my fate. I'm just the same person. Just I'm lit. I literally look exactly the same. Like I've not, you could, you know, with some people, like you see pictures and you're like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see, but like, whoa, you've changed. Mm -hmm. Little Jazz looks 
pretty much the same as same. like bigger jazz. So, yeah. <laughs> funny. I love that. Looking, looking at me. So cool. I also hear that's like a good thing to do, like when you're doing a lot of like um, inner child healing to have a mm -hmm. photo of yourself up. So I think yeah. that's, that's pretty neat. I need to go find like dig up an old photo of myself. So, yeah, it really, yeah, because it brings out that it almost, yeah, it's like, I feel really real warmth and love and like emotion for this person who is me. Yep. So yeah, it, it is really powerful. I, I'd, um, I'd, I'd invite you to, to, to try and do that. Yeah, I love that because I feel like, especially as empaths, it's easy to feel that, you know, that compassion and emotion for other people. But when we try to do that for ourselves, it can be tricky. So I like that little life hack that you did, little little picture of yourself as a child. That's totally genius. Yeah, it's, um, I used to be downstairs, I think. And then I don't know, somehow, I can't remember how it ended up being here, but it's great because, yeah, especially with that inner child stuff and like, uh, stuff I write or kind of say to myself and I, if I look at him like I just get yeah I get yeah I actually get quite emotional yeah yeah and that's normally a sign that like it's good stuff that is going on when you there's emotion behind it so yeah it's cool yeah I, I, I'd recommend it yes ah, love it okay well thank you so much for being so willing to answer all of my questions and just for our audience who have, you know, they haven't connected with you yet, where can they find you online, um, on social media? Yeah, so um, uh, jasraj.me, J-A-S-R-A-J.me, you'll find all my stuff, uh, including INF Club, which is infclub.net. Um, yeah, social media-wise, um, I'm on Twitter. Um I've got a YouTube channel, I guess, if you want to call that social media, but you'll, you'll find that all kind of online. But yeah, Twitter's where I hang out. Uh, and uh, yeah, microblog is my latest thing. So I'm still actually still experimenting with it, but I'm pretty sure I'll be linking to that pretty soon just because I'm loving it. And um, just feels really cool. feels like what um, Twitter in some ways could have been i still really like it because i find a lot of people like me but it still feels quite out there and overwhelming and like full of a lot of noise in this turbulent year we've had whether it's about politics or you know about the virus or whatever it might be um yeah that's where you can find me please awesome. do say hi i'd love to hear from you yes yes okay cool well thank you so much jazz and i look forward to having you back on the podcast because i still have many questions for you so yeah you know naomi like honestly thanks so much for having me back this has been awesome and you've got me thinking about my own podcast um i've not yet invited anyone back but i'm like actually it's okay to do that not only is it okay it feels quite this has been a really interesting experience and i can see you know there are others i mentioned it actually to someone the other day and i think it was low-key because we were doing this i said to elizabeth i was like you've got this law to do book coming up. I'd love to have you back on because I'm allowed to do that. Yep. It's, yeah. It's a thing. So um, yeah. no, honestly, I'm really grateful for you actually having me back on. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm looking forward to our next conversation, whether it's a recorded one or, or one recorded. Um, it's always just super nice to talk to you. So uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. We'll see you next time. Bye. Take it easy. Bye. 
Hey everyone, I just wanted to invite you to connect with me on Instagram at naomicourtney.co. Again, that's at naomicourtney.co on Instagram. Thank you. What's up everybody? It's Riley with the That's Deep Podcast. Naomi and I would love to invite you to leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of the page after you're done listening to the episode and find the ratings and reviews. Tap the number of stars you see fit and leave a little comment for us. At the end of each month, we'll do a little raffle and pick a lucky reviewer to receive a little gift card from us at the That's Deep Podcast, a little token of appreciation. Thank you for all your support, and good luck.